Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to This Week in MTG. Not your aggregate news podcast this week. This well, is, we are, though. I mean, yeah, we are. But this is the special interview episode that we always do. And this time, we have an amazing young fella that is doing a lot of... So much. At, at 20, you got so much going on for you. We have Matthew Provins? I never... I guess... Province. Province, okay. I guess I never really uh, asked for how, how to pronounce your last name, but hello, Matthew. Hello. So, uh, we got you on the podcast here, and for all of our listeners joining in, uh, let's start off by, tell us who you are and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, so, I mean, the first place that you'd recognize if, recognize me from is from Facebook. Um, I'm the admin and one of the creators of Hate Free Magic the Gathering, uh, we kind of, you know, created a place for people, you know, who are kind of done dealing with the Internet's BS, uh, a place to, you know, be and actually just talk about magic. Um, you know, no politics, no BS, no worries. It's a really good community. Hardly ever have issues there. Um, and I'm also a moderator of Magic the Gathering Arena. It's a big group, about 50,000 people, I think, are in there now. And so I also moderate that group. I'm a definitely familiar face there as well. I do my best there. And then I'm also the CEO and co-founder of a subscription service for Magic called Nerd Monthly, which, you know, more and more people are recognizing as the days go forward. It's kind of crazy. I get messages on Facebook all the time like, hey, I saw your uh, your face on the post that you guys did. Are you the are you really the CEO? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Like, oh, that's cool. Can I talk about Magic with you? I'm like, uh, sure, let's do it. Um, and so, you know, I used to have, I used to be the co-host of a podcast uh, a magic podcast last year stopped doing that and i created my own and then i got a job in the software industry um so i had to stop doing that because uh, everything got super crazy and now here i am full circle back on a magic podcast that is a whirlwind uh, of uh, a chain of events so i heard of you matthew through hate free magic the facebook page and mm -hmm. I, I honestly cannot remember how i got into there uh i think you it was like on another group page where it's like, hey, come check this out. Uh, there's no hate and stuff here. I'm like, I'm down for that because you do get tired of the uh, people just always like, hey, I have an idea. And then everyone else is like, that's actually a stupid idea. You should quit magic. It's like, oh, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, where, where you have those guys like, oh, hey, you should just switch this to meta. Yeah, I have this janky illusion deck. Nah, man, change it to merfolk. Get good, scrub. Yeah, it's like, exactly. you're tired of that. But yeah, I think one one of my the things that annoyed me the most in the bigger groups is net decking versus homebrewing. That like, is that's to me I like right as a moderator I see probably <laughs> dozens of posts you know right a day over a hundred probably and like tw a good twenty percent of them are probably about net decking versus homebrewing. Or there were, but we changed you know one of the rules in the MTG Arena group we made it so you know we delete a lot of the net decking versus homebrewing posts. And then we delete anybody who complains about roping or yeah. says that they're going to rope. Cause that, that gets old real quick. Yeah. All these things that just come from, well, first off, net decking and homebrews have been the, the fight for ages for as long as I've been in magic and stuff. And even before that, but yep. roping is a new thing. And the best way, like I get it on arena, you know, you let the, you're looking confused there, JB. So the yeah. rope, the, the rope, when you're taking your turn, time. Too long, and yeah, it starts, you have a timer on arena yeah, and it looks like a rope. And so when it, when people start purposely running it down, they call it roping. Oh, that's dumb. I'm trying to th <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a good uh, analogy because you play more moto. Than... Like, what's the point in it's, that? 
so with with roping, it's more of uh, making your opponent irritated enough just to quit. Oh, so they're just trying to make them rage quit. Yes, yeah. that's, that's that's stupid. That's, that's the whole reason for it was, hey, I I I'm just gonna rope it until you just get sick of it. Either you make me do the whole rope, or you're just gonna quit. To yeah, be- that's dumb because I just sit there and I let them do it. I don't care. Yep, I've to- got the time. Yeah, typically yeah. this happens like when you're when you are in the winning position, your opponent is roping. So many times, like I can I can say I've had that happen to me, and I'm just sitting there. It's like, okay, I'll just pet my dog. Right. I didn't yeah, know that was an actual thing. Now, like that's there's that's... also like two. There's also like two other reasons. You know, there's one. There's like people's internet sucks, and so they like it'll crash. They'll yeah. try to rejoin, and then they'll think that they're roping. And then there's also you don't forget about the disabled community. So there's a lot of people who are, you know, like me trying to get into magic and we can oftentimes physically or mentally or a little bit slower um, because of that. And so a lot of people, you know, start raging about that as well. And I, I just try to remind people to think about the person behind the screen on the other side. Right. Right. Because, you know, it's like it's not always going to be the the person that's like spitefully doing it. You know, yeah. it could be. Valid. I mean, like, I, I'm fast as fuck on arena, but. In person, you know, I I I have a metal plate in my right hand, so I can't really shuffle a commander deck very well. Yeah, so I'm a little bit slower, right? Um, and so in paper, you know, it's a little bit different because you know, but on arena, you don't you don't have that interaction with the other person on the other side of the screen, right? So you don't really know. So you start judging, and you start you know assuming before knowing. And that was like one of the things I tried to talk about when roping first became a big talk about subject. It's interesting how a rope can like lead to such an online profile of a person, you know, like profiling. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were leading to a joke. For some reason. I mean, I could have. I don't know Just where that would have like gone. stringing them along. Oh. My. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's, let's, let's get some questions going on here. So, Matthew, mm-hmm. software and CEO, you have Nerd Monthly. I want to talk about that uh, first. So tell us about Nerd Monthly specifically. Like, what is it? And like, what gave you the idea to come up with Nerd Monthly? Yeah, so I mean, I wanted, so I was like, I like making money. <laughs> that was just the first reason. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like how can I make money through my hobby, through doing something that I love? And I was like, I was like, the most successful people are the ones that build a business off of their passion. Right. And so I was like, I'm going to do it. And so my buddy, I actually have a friend, Preston, who uh, I was like, I was like, hey, man, you want to start a business together for magic? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, "Okay, give me some money and we'll do it. Um, And so I went and started this business. Uh, We hit we went above a thousand dollars in our first month of business, uh, which we were kind of blown back by. Like I wasn't expecting that at all. And we've only been around for about two months, uh, uh, almost two months now. And, you know, the, how, how kind of started, we just started building a team. First off, it was just me. I built out our website um, and kind of the basis of it originally was a subscription service that didn't hurt the LGS because, right, we don't want to compete with the LGS. We want to work together with them to help them bring more business. And so we don't sell boxes. We don't sell like large things. We sell monthly subscriptions of booster packs and 3D printed stuff and paraphernalia of like watsy official stuff so yeah. like um right and we have our own cardboard boxes too like super fancy ones they're like actually very nice and i use them to hold my own cards and where it has like you know it says nerd monthly on it and it has our content creators on the sides which shout out to mtg malone and sims mtg 
Um, those are, you know, Sims is actually a professional magic player I've known since I was 10 years old. I grew up playing against him and Louis Scott Vargas here in Sacramento. So a little bit crazy story. Yeah, I know LSV. Um, or he probably doesn't know me. You know, I was a scrawny nine, 10 year old back then, but you know, I grew up playing against professional players. And so it was kind of crazy. I learned, I learned literally from the best and I went off on tangent there. So back to nerd monthly. No, you're, 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 this yeah, this you're is good. a podcast of tangents. Yeah. We do that all the time. We're, we're, the, we're the podcast of 17 different podcasts. Oh, yep. <laughs> I feel that. If, uh, if I could tangent off real quick on there, I know listening to see, like I said, <laughs> limited resources. <laughs> apparently, Luis is really good at remembering. He uh, he doesn't remember names, but he remembers matchups. Like that was one of the things that uh, listening in there he was talking about. I don't remember people's names, but if you tell me the game that we were playing, I will definitely remember that and stuff because there's people with like that. that there was a guy that like wrote in. It's like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but this was the game that we were playing. And Luis went off. Is like, yeah, I, I can remember all that stuff, and I remember playing against you and stuff. So. I'm just, I'm just, maybe there's a good chance that he does remember if you remember you. Well, I, I remember I, I was playing Infect. Yes. You're one of those dirty oh, players. Oh, man. My first, so back then it wasn't considered a legacy, <laughs> but uh, now it is. So yeah, my, my first legacy deck was Infect. Um, back then it was, I think the one I had at the time was Modern. Man, um, so I would have. I would have been probably 12 when I had my Infect deck. Are all mats dirty Infect players? Yes. Apparently, all mats that have a friend named Preston. Yeah, get, I guess so. We are uh, we're fitting a stereotype here, Matt. <laughs> we are. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Yes. <laughs> Dirty infect. You're infect just, should uh, always oh, be 15. Yeah. You're all just jealous. Please, please don't tell me that your second favorite color pie is either red, blue, or Grixis. Uh, it's red. Okay. Cool. Mono red. Yeah, bro. Okay. <laughs> You're now Danny's good side. Well, it's that's the thing. I'm not a goblin. I'm just straight burn. Oh, well, I ha- I do have a legacy burn deck. I don't have legacy. I have modern. I See, legacy's two two out of my price range. Not for burn, man. Yeah, dude, you can build, build like, legacy, a good sir. Burn deck for like three hundred bucks. Yeah, then you can join me in getting completely dick stomped. Yes, <laughs> putting it lightly. Matt even so we, built a, built the legacy deck. He's got legacy. So legacy so we can ma- so we can meet at the last match and just see who gets a one win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See who gets three points. The Fargo and curb stomp all of your asses. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm in. Sure. It's on. The challenge. The glove has been taken off and the gauntlet has been thrown. You can come see the wood chipper. Should I bring my sliver EDH deck? Yes. Sure. Do it. It'll do it. all my dual lands. Ooh. I'm just gonna Ooh. start flexing from this point forward on the podcast. That's By all. Means. Go <laughs> for it. Flex. For the flex. Throw my throw my tabernacle up in there. Ooh. Oh snap. Jokes on you! I'm one of the few EDH players that run run land removal. I would say I'd, I'd throw my Mox Diamond in there, but that's that's sleeved up and set on a shelf. No, is that's in a slab, or... sir. That yeah, that is slabbed up. Is this your flex? Yes, that's my flex. <laughs> that's my only flex. Yeah, that is my only flex in Magic, and that will probably be the only Magic flex I ever have in my life. Is that Mox so, Diamond? I'm I'm not endorsing this card at all, but you know you know the cards that got banned. You know, like Crusade and all oh, that stuff. Yep. I have a beta Crusade. Ooh. Nice. Dude, having having those those cards is like a piece of history. Yeah, well, anything, anything. One, and I have a I have the foil judge version as well. Gross. Um, I don't know what the foil judge version looks like. I have to Let's look it up. Open up on Scryfall. It's yeah. on it's on my shelf over here, but I don't feel like getting up. No, you're no, good. That's good because we Mac gives us hoping on Scryfall if you need to. Right. Right. We'll uh we'll get back to to Nerd Monthly here. The tangent of the tangent. We'll come back at some other point, I promise. Dave Mizzet. 
Hey, back to Nerd Monthly. All right. Yeah, so like I said, it's a subscription-based service. We have like three different tiers to it. So you have the basic tier where you get one booster pack at random. Um, and it can be anywhere from revised beyond. And I think so far, the most expensive pack I've sent out, probably unhinged. It's like a $25 pack, I think. Nice. Yep. Yeah, those, like, the first ones are always expensive. Yeah, whenever we can get our hands on, like, the cool stuff for a decent price, we do it. Like, this month, like, I straight up bought a box of Born of the Gods to put in the pack, to put in the boxes this month, which is a pretty cool thing to have. Then I just put, I just bought, and you got, whoever's listening to this is getting the inside scoop because nobody else gets this knowledge Ooh. of what is included in the, in the boxes. Not even the rest of my company knows what's in the boxes. Only I do. Heard to hear first, folks. Yeah, so I just and bought... only here. I think I just bought... Uh, crap, actually, let me open up Card Kingdom. I can tell you exactly what I bought. Give me one second. No, you're all I, good. Insider bought, trade information. I, I bought... So, original Theros. Bought a, and, and then I think something Ravnica. One of, the, one, of the yeah. thir- one of the 13 Ravnica, sets. return to Ravnica, return to return to Ravnica, return to return to return to Ravnica. Ravnica, Ravnica whatever. <laughs> The options are almost oh, so Dragon's Maze and Theros. That's good. That's yeah. good. That was the that was the block that I started. That was the block you started, and that's where you had your uh, Boros Burn deck. That yeah, my Boros Rag- yeah, my Boros Burn Boros Ragnar Burn Boros Burn Legacy deck too. Actually, my first deck was Rakdos. Oh shit! It was Rakdos. It was Rakdos Haste Little Guys. That's right. And then I went to Boros Ragnar. Yeah, and still and got dick stomped. <laughs> yeah, it's like I said. So. Like you guys are getting the inside scoop of what you know should be coming this upcoming month. It's I think it's really fun. Like people are happy when they receive the boxes. You know, we get either you know a review. Somebody will message me. It's a very good feeling. Um, and so once well, back to the tiers is tier one is one booster pack, plus you get some sort of paraphernalia like three D printed counter. Um, you know, you get a cool promo. Like I'll throw in like I'll throw in some cool magic cards in there that are worth a decent amount of money. Nice. Um, and that's ten bucks a month plus like three dollars shipping, um, for you know booster pack plus a couple other things with it. Um, and then we got sixteen ninety nine a month. It's called our chaos box, where you get three random booster packs. Okay, that's where our uh, probably um one of so I think our most popular are is the sixteen ninety nine, and then we have our twenty four ninety nine, which is three booster packs plus standard monthly box plus you get like a big item like sleeves like super expensive card. And you have a higher chance of getting one of the more expensive higher end booster packs. Nice. Do you yeah. have when it comes to like getting packs and like uh, random? Do you have like a schedule? Like you're telling us that it's going to be Theros and Born of the Gods. Like, do you have a, a schedule of like what packs are coming up into the future, or is it like are you finding? Like I literally order randomly. Like I'll go. So I have a list of stuff of older boxes, and then I'll also like go to garage sales and stuff to look for some older packs. And so my, my, my main goal is just to provide value, right? Is I, I want to, I want to keep people all subscribers, right? I wouldn't be starting a business if I didn't believe in it myself. Yeah. Right. I'm not here just to make money. I'm here to make other people happy based on what they're receiving. Well, and that's how you make more money. Exactly. Yeah. I, we haven't had one single person to unsubscribe. That's a good, that's a good, yeah. It's a very good thing to have keeping everybody in. And it does sound like you are putting a lot of value in there. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us about the the three D printed paraphernalia and stuff like that a little more? Like yeah, so we worked we worked really hard to build this stuff. So we use like like Thingiverse is a website where you can get like three D printed three D print files. Mm-hmm. And what we do 
is we go and take these and re-engineer them to actually work because most of this stuff is shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put on there, and so we've ta- we take months, weeks to actually re-engineer it to be sellable, to be cool, um, to you know actually be worthwhile. Actually, let me pull up my chair really quick. I have one right here. I can put on camera. Yeah, they got. You guys have a lot of different uh, like spin downs and stuff that range from like yeah. That yeah, Two digits, I, four digits. I need I need that for my mono white uh, modern deck. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, so these are fifteen bucks by themselves, but you can get them in the in the twenty four ninety nine a month pack. And we also have we also have uh, keychain counters. Yeah, nice. To use it for golf too. Double <laughs> doubling up. Well, the, they have those for golf. Yeah. Oh, do they really? They yeah, do. they do have it for golf. Oh, I never yeah. knew. So that. you can just have it in your pants or your pants pocket or your yeah. pants loop, and you can yeah. just. Do it every single so- uh, stroke. Okay. Oh, it's like the Commander Anthology spin dials. <laughs> I like those. I like those a lot. They do. They do look like bulky and very sturdy. Like they're not. They're not like a chintzy thing that's going to fall apart yeah. after like yeah. five uses. And, yeah, we actually re-engineered it to be even better now. So how it's gonna? I don't have it on me because I actually give it to the store when I went to. So we actually do stock our three D printed products in stores. Nice. Well. So I went and dropped off some product today. And so the way we're going to re-engineer it is, so these numbers on here are actually hand-painted. Oh, uh, okay. We re-engineered it. So the wheels on this are going to be slightly larger, but yep. the numbers are going to be inverted. Okay. So they're going to be inwards instead of outwards. So one, that reduces the amount of time that it, that it creates, and it's actually should, with the larger wheel, you should be able to spin it. I mean, it's very easy to spin it now, but it's going to be even easier to like grip onto it at that yep. point. Yeah, anything bigger is always easier to grip than something smaller. Sounds like you have a lot of experience with grabbing big things. Yeah. Ooh, $20 shots fired. $20, as Preston said earlier. Oh, man. That was a good one. So, uh, Here, I, I like this, this guy. So, so, <laughs> so I, I work at an uh, engineering consultant, and uh, we use a software called uh, Fusion 360. So it's a free software, but you can create uh, files you need for 3D printers with this software. And it was a couple of weeks ago, I created a uh, elf token deck or an elf token card out of. Did you tell us about this? No, I haven't. Okay, I was about to the say only, I... the only person I've shown was Press or uh, Keegan. Keegan yeah. at work. Keegan, Keegan's um, my other coworker Zach were all or obviously those guys are always big uh, magic guys. Um, but yeah, just literally created a one eighth inch thick token card for an elf the one one elf <laughs> and yeah it's just like imprinted where that like the, the picture would go just wrote the, wrote the word elf because obviously i can't do any artwork on it because it's unless you have the artwork you can extrude and all that fun stuff but it's like okay yeah well Preston, Preston, another co-worker virus bought a 3d printer it's like hey Preston, print this for me well i haven't sent it to him yet but it's just one other thing that you could possibly think of is token cards because how often like edh obviously is massively known for a shit ton of tokens especially my decks <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I am um so it's like okay i'd rather than having just one paper card out there i'd rather have something that was hard and can't get wrecked Giggity. yeah so there's 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 actually legal issues there is because they actually have trademarks on certain form on the formatting of stuff yep and so I, you know, the way that we would have to do it is, I mean, we, we're, we have, so we're actually planning on 
And this is also the first time anybody outside of my company has heard this. Uh, so you guys are getting all the special edition, edition nice. shit, right? Um, we're actually developing um, 3D printed models of planeswalkers. Like okay. like little figures and stuff? Yeah, or... little, little figurines. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. I'm in on this. It's going to have power and toughness on the base, so you'll be able to use those as tokens. Nice. Oh. Are, uh, are I know these... Magic had something sort of like that. Yeah, the relic tokens. Yeah. But they were, like, super super. Yeah, shit. those things were, like, this tall, and yeah. they would, like, one look, like... It's attached into the base in one spot. I had a sapling token like that, and it snapped. And it, it snapped in the in the wrapper. Yep, it snapped right after you. It was like you were, really. I remember that you opened it up and it was all busted in there. Yep, it was. Well, it was holding on by maybe like a sixteenth of an inch of plastic. Okay, well, a sixteenth of an inch isn't very big, and you think of plastic, that's not a lot of strength. Yeah. So you just barely touch it. And it's like, oh hey, I just snapped. What? I literally just bought this for five dollars. Yeah, those, it's broken. I did think those tokens are cool. They were they're they're cool, but it's like you almost have to go like Warhammer size to get it to actually stay. Yeah, or well, actually, our our stuff wise. is very durable. I can eat the shit across the room and it's completely fine. Like <laughs> I actually, so the I have a belt that's made out of this material. Nice. It looks like a stormtrooper belt. It's kind of cool, but um. Yeah, no, it's very the stuff we build it our three D printed stuff out of is very durable. It's slightly more expensive because it's the super durable plastic. Oh but, yeah, but you know, I mean, we still have good profit margins um, on our three D printed stuff. And it was pretty cool to, just to like when I walked in the store today and I saw the display of you know what we've developed on the shelf there. It was like the coolest feeling ever. I was like, people want the stuff I have. That's even cooler that you got it like on a shelf and stuff like physically for people to see. Yeah, and it was like at like right next to the. It was like really close to the cash register too. So it's like right there where, pe- where people go. And then I'm actually so I designed a play mat that I'm going to be giving the store as well, so that they can they can put the stuff on like a nerd monthly play, play mat as well. Nice. Yeah, pretty pumped about that. Are you having your uh, nerd monthly logo there? That's the and just like nerd monthly and no no other like designs and stuff on it. Just exactly. Yeah. Okay. No, just the nerd monthly logo on the play mat. Playmats are always a good thing to be getting with uh, with magic because you know that's like magic and playmats are pretty almost synonymous with each other. Pretty much, yeah. Eventually, we plan on uh, on our website. We're gonna eventually start doing like custom playmat orders and stuff. Okay. I, I have a friend in Sacramento who actually makes them. Nice. Uh, so, and you know, most people do that are pretty. They're pretty expensive online, and so I'm like, I can just undercut all the competition. These guys can go to hell. <laughs> that's the way that you get in there. You do uh, make good product and sell it for cheaper. Exactly. Exactly. Welcome to Business 101. <sighs> Man, I can't do Business 101. I'm very, not, I'm not business savvy um, with business. Well, I train people, you know, you want to come, you want to come join me? <laughs> business is a lot of undercutting and I think, manipulation. I think it, uh, I got that Midwest nice going on too much. Like JB can attest to this and Danny can too. It took, it took me a while. They were like, you should get that Patreon set up. And it's like, ah, but you know, free content and stuff. Like, I just want to be doing it. No, 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 no. You got to do this. That way no, we can be doing a little more while things. To, you know, get used to the idea of taking money from people. Like, but once you realize you're not doing it for any evil purposes, what you're doing is actually making people happy. Then like, it makes you feel a lot better. Cause I know a lot of content creators that struggle with that too, where they're like, oh, I want to make money off of this. Cause I put so much time into it, but I feel bad. Yeah. It's, it's bad. them to, uh, justify their cost that they're charging 
is the the first hurdle, uh, first hurdle for most people. And then once you've passed that hurdle, everything else it just seems a little bit easier to jump over or jump around or get past. Yeah. So once we got Matt to finally get that Patreon set up, mm-hmm. then he's like, "Hey, we should set up another one for this, and then this, and then this." Is like, "Yeah, but we, we gotta, gotta get, get we gotta get these first two hurdles first before we get that fifth or sixth one." But yeah, I do have the downside of thinking a couple steps ahead and then things slow down. <laughs> yeah, and then he forgets about the steps in front of him. Well, and then once you guys are ready, you can like have your own website developed where you know your transactional fees are one percent instead of sixteen percent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's another thing right now. Patreon. That's, that's why I built out Nerd Monthly, not through Patreon. Yeah, that's a that's a whole other thing I got to learn at some point to get that going. Because I know like so many people are like, online. They're talking like, yeah, you can bypass Patreon and all this stuff and go through d- direct website uh, integration yeah. with payments and membership plans and stuff like that. I'm like, that sounds nice and smooth to get all that stuff into one place instead of having you know multiple different accounts, but working on that it's it's just a another bank account for your business alone that you have to funnel everything through right well yeah right i have an llc so i have to keep track of everything very very yeah very very detailed yeah and you know i don't get you know taken to court for tax fraud yeah so, bueno yeah that 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 definitely is not a fun fun time from what i've heard i don't think i mentioned this to you either of you yet what but yes uh, Maddie, my wife. Is, no, really. She. Well, <laughs> my wife's name is Maddie. Matt. You should know this. I'm just gonna be stupid. So she wants to start a business, and recently, because of that, we've been looking into what what it takes to like do an LLC and yep. stuff. And um, what 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 came up with this idea for her to do that is she wants to sell like Japanese treats and stuff in Fargo. You know, like ramen the marble sodas and like pokey sticks and things like that there's you get like the little corner of like hot topic that does that but no like dedicated store and she's like i really want to do that that would be really good and there's a lot of weebs in fargo (laughs) and i'm like yeah yeah i mean you're not wrong so if any of those weebs would actually go to like the asian store like the actual grocery store that is strictly asian food and culture yeah, they have one, it all right there. The one on uh, Main Ave? So, There's like, like two of them. I, I can speak from California law is when you're doing food, that requires a lot more licensing behind it than just an LLC. Yep. Right? Oh. So yeah, because then you're the food right, and health. Yeah, the first thing is LLC, right? You want to file yourself as a business, make sure you have that legalized. Then you need to look at state licenses for business because, right? There's right. Um, I'm the app I'm developing. My co-founders in Wisconsin, and so we're hey, we're, it's our next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah, so we're uh, we're basing it out of Wisconsin because it's cheaper to pay taxes in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't want to pay California taxes. Yeah, um, and I can do that because he's a fifty percent owner, so it's super nice. Yeah. Okay, um, and then. Right. There's state licenses and then there's the food regulations licenses where you I know in California, I'm not sure how it is outside of California, um, but you can actually get your home kitchen licensed and FDA approved. Not really? FDA, I not suppose FDA. if it's your side of business. I forgot. It's it's a state regulation. I forgot what the actual like acronym for it is, but somebody actually goes to your kitchen and like looks and makes sure it's like up to standards. Yep. Interesting. That's the most expensive part. Yeah, it's that that inspector. 
then Spectre cost is always the most expensive part. Yeah, because, like, filing for the LLC, um, like, if you want it to be fast, like, right, if you don't want to wait a month to get your paperwork back, mm-hmm. um, then that's going to cost about $300 for which, your LLC. Which really isn't that expensive, if you yeah, think about it. I, I have two, um, and then I have a seller's license. Okay. So that's all I need in California. Yep. And I have to get a seller's license for Wisconsin now, which is super annoying. Um, but got to get her done. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, and so, right, there's a lot of small things that people don't realize go into it. Yeah, like learning about LLCs. Like, yeah, just the LLC portion alone, I'm looking at this and like, oh, my God, there's a lot of stuff that I got. Like, both her and I are looking at this and it's like, this is going to be a lot. And I'm like, and she's like, yeah, but I want to do it. I'm like, okay. But uh, to my to, recommendation monetarily is because you don't really need to, um, you know, write down what your income is below two thousand dollars for a business. Because right then, that's that's just like a hobby, right? Once it hits that two K mark, then LLC is what I'd recommend. Okay, well, that's why most most people who win lottery get an LLC claim yeah. underneath that. <laughs> Yeah, you can get what? a food license without mm-hmm. having an LLC, I believe. Yep, I did not know that. Yeah, I look at that. Like when if like those who hit the Powerball, like for millions and millions of dollars, like if you go to financial advisor, they'll recommend you have an LLC and claim it underneath that rather than you yourself. Interesting. Yeah, because of the taxation, it's almost like fifty percent. Yep. And in California, it's really bad. Yeah, so it's like if you ever hit the lottery, Matt. Go create an LLC before you claim it. I'll just put it under Nerd Monthly. There we go. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> put it under Lifetime this weekend. Lifetime supply of boxes, man. Seems like a good deal to me. <laughs> just buy the company from him. Yeah. For I'll, a lot I'll more a, money. Um, no, uh, yeah, and so Nerd Monthly is actually, we're kind of becoming a conglomerate now. We're actually starting a new brand under Nerd Monthly. It's a clothing brand called Fuelta. Fuelta? Fuelta. Fuelta, like F W A L. T A F U E L T A F U. You were close, Matt. Was close. F U, a- Matt. F U. <laughs> Which Matt are you talking about? I'm Matthew. He's Matt. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Matt. Matthew. Well, they'll probably get confused later on in the episode as well. <laughs> Just clarifying for those who are listening earlier. Oh, the really before. white guy. That's Matthew. I do got a bit of. Well, a, he is pretty white. I got a. I got a trucker's I'm tan. like really white. I'm California white. <laughs> that is white. That's hidden. Valley. That's like that's like albino white. Hidden right. Valley yeah, white. Valley Ranch white. Hidden <laughs> Valley. <laughs> wow. Spicy mayo white. Oh, Coming from the man. Silicon Valley, we have Hidden Valley white. Right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. You know why they call me Casper, the friendly salesperson? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. Please explain. Because uh, I'm always transparent. Nice. Oh. But He would have worked with our dad joke off earlier. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we were just ripping jokes, and it was, it was perfect. But uh, fu- Fuerta? Fuerta. 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 It's like Fuego. Fuerta. Fuerta. Got Fuelta. it. It was already taken, sadly. <laughs> So, how are both uh, Fuelta and Nerd Monthly been going since? Well, Nerd Monthly's been going, you said, for two months, and Fuelta is coming up? Like, it's not launched yet? Yeah, not launched yet. Okay. We just got our logo design done today. I'll be building out the website right after this podcast episode, and we we hope to launch this weekend or early next week. 
Nice. I'm definitely excited to see what that's going to look like then. Because like- <laughs> does um did did the Magic Apparel that came out a couple months ago from that one guy that post Malone that was that was that was months and months ago that was like that was that was last year I think like before Christmas or before Halloween that came out no it was before Christmas because it wasn't a Christmas Christmas theme maybe either way it was it was yeah that California California kid yeah that made like magic apparel clothing like was that something that you saw with that or is it just more oh, of like no. the magic we're just, lifestyle normal, we're just doing random apparel okay. like we're just doing like normal shirts and stuff it's just uh it's just gonna be part of nerd monthly because of the llc nice okay so what you're saying is i should send you our design to get in the box we are designing our own clothing but it's not magic related i mean Aww. maybe we'll a magic related section that'd be cool yeah because i i uh i guess i quickly designed a shirt for us three for our podcast which has a typo on it too which makes it even better because <laughs> words are hard which it says on the back they are <laughs> but yeah that was that was through uh some uber uh, uber teas or something like that i think it was but but yeah it'd be sweet to get more like magic apparel like more streamlined magic not like hey this is magic it's more of a subtle kind of thing like fantasy yep yeah i completely agree that'd be dope and I'm also becoming a verified Amazon seller now, so I'll be able to start selling my stuff on Amazon. Nice. Yeah, that. Yeah, if you can get on Amazon, you can make some bank. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I've developed over 30 businesses. Um, so before I went into software, um, I actually, I was a kind of like a content, not a content, I mean, I did content marketing, but I was more of a branding guy. Okay. I, uh, when COVID hit, I was actually supposed to get hired as a PR manager for a city council campaign. So I used to be in politics. I, that was my life. Oh my! I was uh, I was actually a city director for a presidential campaign. Okay. Uh, and so then you know I met met up with this person who was running for city council. Um, she wanted to hire me as her PR manager. Um, but you know COVID hit, so she didn't have the money to hire me. Um, she ended up losing anyway, and I don't want, I don't like losing when working on losing campaigns, even though the the presidential one I worked on it was still you know. Just the fact alone that I was able to be on that presidential campaign in charge of my city, that's that looks good on the resume. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I actually just got rejected from an interview um, because of my political affiliations that I've had. Oh, shit. That sounds like a, a reason most people get uh, deselected for jury duty. Right. Yeah, well, political it, it's the opposite of what you think. <laughs> I'm from California, but uh, so anybody can guesstimate my uh, political views. Yep. Uh, as a California disabled dude. But yeah. So yeah, no, I got rejected from an interview because this dude is like super, super crazy. But yeah. And so I went from politics to sales. Is, there uh, isn't much difference. Yeah. Very transferable. <laughs> slightly, I go from scummy to slightly less scummy. That That's always a good thing though. You're being big lies, to just little white lies. Oh no, no, I don't lie at all. I'm always no, I, I just, just the stereotypical like yeah. salesman saying, like, "Hey, I'm just going to do this little white lie just to get you to buy this product." Yeah, just to clarify, I've never been scummy in any sort of way when it's come to politics or sales. I've always been good, honest. which is the uh, right way to be doing it. Yeah, and right. That's all. Always, what I say is right. When you sell to somebody a product or service that they want to use consistently, 
building that relationship on truth is better because then you'll make more money off of that because oh yeah for sure longer lasting right it's more than it's more than just about hitting quota oh yeah for sure yeah i've uh i've worked at a i guess it'd be it'd be like i don't know what california has but we have like menards here or a lowe's or home depot yeah a home improvement store like a hardware store basically that's home improvement for everything um worked in that uh accessories or the kitchen kitchen apparel stuff like like stoves dishwashers and all that fun stuff and countertops and people come in like hey i just want the cheapest things like hey well this cheap thing is gonna last you maybe a few years if you were just go up a few hundred dollars and get something that lasts four times if not five times longer yep but people still want the cheap shit it's like okay well i'll see you in a few years exactly exactly yeah, like this mic I bought, right? It's like a $130 mic. I could have bought like the $30 one. Like us. But something that's going to last. Hey. Our, our mics are not $30. I got $120 mics. Just kidding. Just give me shit, Matt. <laughs> it's good mics. It's good mics. Yeah, I mean, right? I have my mic. I have my audio box here. And then it connects all to my computer. The, it's a simple setup, but it works just fine. I, I have good audio. Yep. That's all that matters. Indubitably. Do you have any more questions for me, Matthew? Yes. Uh, one last about Nerd Monthly, and then oh, it's magic. We're going to have to ask you some magic questions. Uh, what has been the greatest challenge with Nerd Monthly so far being a new uh, a new business venture for you? Like, imagine there's like some hiccups that you probably had along the way. So what's like the, the, the greatest challenge? Um, people thinking that we're a scam. Oh, really? Yeah, we've had a few of those comments on our ads and Facebook page. And then what I've done for a couple of them, I've sent them free stuff. That's that's a way to uh, shut them up. Yeah, and then the other ones I respond like with screenshots of our reviews that we have. Um, I'll even like I'll private message these people and have like a face to face with them and be like, "Do I look like a scam to you?" I'll show them the back end to the amount of money I'm making. Um, and I'll even I'll like hold up my booster boxes, be like, "This is the shit I'm giving out, people." Right, and then they're like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, are you gonna go delete your comment now? And they're like, "Yeah." Wow, way to floor people with that. I, right, it's about transparency and honesty. Right? If you comment on somebody who's being belligerent with belligerence, then that's going to create a toxic environment, and that's bad for business. For sure. So we got some magic questions here for you real quick. Dang. Because, you know, magic is like what, what kind of like started all this, clearly. Um, what got you into magic? Like when you first when you first found about found out about magic, you've been playing since you at least were twelve. You said so. I was nine when I first started. Okay, and what set would that have been? Uh, Zendikar, the original OG Zendikar. Innistrad is the first set I really remember playing, though. Yeah, and... I I don't remember exactly what got me into it because it was so long ago, and I taught myself how to play. That's I had a no big thing that taught me. Um, I was probably like an ad or something I saw online. Um, and then I was like, I was like, you know, I'm a nerd. I like, even at nine years old, I knew I was a nerd. I knew I was different. Um, and I was like, you know, this will be a cool community of people that are like me, especially as a disabled person. It's been hard growing up to try to fit into anything. So magic was like the first community that really embraced me as me. I always find that, um, in person, in the in-person magic community is always super cool. Like our, um, our community that we got at uh, J-Dub Sports Cars and Gaming. Everybody was super cool when I first got there and stuff. And everyone's super inclusive, super nice. But yeah. Yeah, my I'd love to open up my own LGS um, sometime in the future. That's a goal of mine for sure. Have you seen Cassius Marsh and his LGS that he opened up? You mean the scalping he does? Oh, is that what it is? 
is he did i i haven't seen i haven't seen like i've seen the ads for his store and the videos that he does and like everything that he does there but i guess i haven't like looked at the prices i just thought it was like super cool that you know football player who plays magic got on command command zone now has an lgs but for me it's just some bringing publicity to watsi is how i see it i see it as a marketing maneuver and that cassius marsh he can make money just because he's an nfl player you're not wrong there you could put a booster pack up four hundred dollars, and somebody would go buy it just to go just to be in a store. There's been a lot of proof of just having a name behind something like that. You know, with like the the Logan Logan Pauls of the world that have yeah. been doing that with Pokemon. So yeah. names do carry stuff. Yeah, and I mean, right? I'm not like super well known or anything, but like people people like people know who I am when it comes to magic, and it's kind of crazy um, to to think about it. Like people know me as part of the community now. It's you know, it's it's cool though. And nobody sees, I don't want to be seen as like famous or anything like that. Um, all I want to be known for is, is the disabled dude that helps people in magic. That's like, that's like, that is my ultimate goal. And that is an ultimate goal that I think is very fair to try and obtain. And I think you can get there. I do. The, the just like your personality alone. Can, I get it. I, I think you're going to do it just, just from this alone. Appreciate it. <laughs> you're welcome. What is your favorite color of magic? Blue. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Is, sorry, is the short person shaking their head? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. JB is shaking his head. You can hear the rocks rattling over the mic. Yep. <laughs> what is your favorite color, JB? Blue is terrible. But you see, the biggest joke is is that JB is like a, a closet blue player. He loves- I am not. Stop it. He loves, blue sucks. He loves Manatithe. He is- a, Only because I have to try to compete with you blue players. His, his signature card, Slippery Boggle, is a blue card. Shh. But he green. plays it green. I don't. I don't use. I don't use blue to cast it. So you can just fuck right off, sir. But yes. Yeah. No. Blue. Uh. Just because of infect, it's always been blue. Blue and green. Uh. I don't play green by itself. I don't. I. I don't know why I can't play mono green. But blue green together is probably my favorite combination. It has gotten souped up a lot in the past couple of years. So I. I, I, get I I've it. been I playing like it since before then. So I'm an OG, gangsta. No. Um. I think Zendikar was like the really the first. Like the first set that really made blue green like overpowered. It, it Zenkar has always been green overpowered. Yeah. Ever since I started playing, it put its Fair footnote enough. in land matters and how land matters is very hard to interact with. Cause well, matter. Like I'm a Nea player by by heart, so mean green and tokens are what I go for almost in all my decks, except for like one or two. It's true. But that's because I have like, hey, I'm going to go out of my color pie and play something else. But I still I, try to make him with Naya. Yeah, my so in EDH, EDH is the format. You know, I have the most of my decks are legacy, but I play EDH the most. It's kind of yep. funny. Uh, I have like all one EDH deck at a time. I'll re I'll build like a new EDH deck like every few months. Yeah. Kind of how I do that. Like right, my first bit my and everybody hated me was Urza Lord High Artificer. Yes, I uh, was. I was reigning champion in the county for so long um, and then moved to Slivers. Everybody hated that, too. I wonder why. Um, then I moved to uh, Sun uh, uh, Stoutarm, the strong Bri- guy. You can Brian Stoutarm? To. Yeah, the fling guy. Everybody hated that, too. Um, <laughs> and then pandemic hit, and now I'm back to Slivers. So you were CDH before CDH was CDH. Yeah, I mean... I. My first uh, EDH deck um, was was Fun Police. It was white blue. 
Yes. Who was the uh, Grand Argentine, the the fifth Grand no. Augustine Ar- Ar- the fourth? It was, I remember the It was it was one of the gods. It was an enchantment. Oh, a pharaoh. Pharaoh, yeah, yep. it was a pharaoh. That one's a that's a that's a good one because you draw cards when you cast your second spell a turn. Don't you, you draw have, a card from something. You have your computer in front of you with Scryfall. Could do that, but we have more questions. Yeah, let's get her done. Yeah. So what is a pet card of yours, Matthew? Uh, a card that you try and like work in in almost every deck of yours. Like mine's Avacyn. <laughs> huh. I know it's I usually have to I just usually put like the same artifacts in every deck, but Well, you can't go staples like that. It has yeah. to be like a single card that you tried. To fit in every single deck that you have that has that color. That's a hard one. I don't know. I have so many. <laughs> uh, we'll take a list. Top five. Matthew's top five cards he always has to try and get into a deck. My unlimited uh, Volcanic Island. Okay. Yes. Just, just a flex. Straight oh, up yep, flex. Yep. Um, so, hey, my land costs more than your land. Combined. Deck. My land costs more than your deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. Uh, tabernacle. <sighs> tabernacle. Man, if I could, uh, if I, I've never seen one, one of, in person. One of my four mox diamonds. Four fucking. Mox I just have diamonds. one. <laughs> well, get good. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my, mine's just a gym ten. See, I may have created a hate free group, but that doesn't mean I have to be the same outside. Of oh that. no, you're fine. You're fine. I just, uh, I just got mine back from PSA, so it's been like almost a year since I sent it to PSA. Holy shit. Yeah, well, pandemic hit, and everyone said, hey, I have nothing else to do than go through my old cards and get them all graded, so they just got swamped. I mean, I love my Sliver Queen with all my heart, because I opened her in a booster pack. So you mm-hmm. still got your uh, pack-fresh Sliver Queen? Oh, she's very pack-fresh. Yes. She's fucking beautiful. <laughs> oh, and then I got Morophon, who's my commander of my Sliver deck. I got him altered to look like Alien. <gasps> From... Oh, nice. Oh, you got the that. foil altar. Nice. That Somebody, I think beautiful. it was a person in France, like getting this altered. So I didn't even have the card. They bought the card. It was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Get the card plus it altered. Well, it's like, it's like your uh, islands and swamps that you have. Yeah. I got um, the uh, Hour of Devastation lands with the bolus horns, full art. There was a guy online that was selling them. He had. Uh, he, he he did a foiling thing to it to where you just had the, the mana symbol for the island, the mountain, and the swamp that were where you could see the art in the background and the rest of the card was foil. And, you know, like you could see like the lines for the frames. It looked really good. So it's, have to... it's basically the inverted version of your 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 commander. So instead of having a foil creature, you'd, you'd actually see your creature and everything else is foiled. Sweet. Yeah, All right, those lines are pretty cool. They are. Whale. Right. That's what we call him. He's our resident whale. Like me? Yes, you. Okay. It was me for a while, but then you took over. I'll, I'll... And then now you have a new big dog in town. I, I was I was on quarantine Flexing. for all the all the quite a few months making duels. some good money on unemployment. So right. well, so for my business, I buy like three boxes a week okay. minimum. Then for myself, I buy one or two. Yeah, might as well. I'm, I'm I'm that guy that I don't know if you can see up there. I got unopened boxes. Just because I don't want to open them yet. I do not have any unopened boxes, but I, I, you know, once I have, you know, once I'm, you know, I, I make it decent money now, but once I'm like really rolling in it, then I'm definitely going to start collecting. 
collect the like sealed stuff. Yeah. Okay. What is who? Not what? Who is? Do you have a favorite planeswalker? <laughs> My favorite planeswalker, um, uh, Karn. Good choice. Very good choice. Typical Tron player would say that. <laughs> well, I don't play Tron, so you can. <laughs> Ooh. I play. I pl- I have a Tron deck that I'm making without the Tron pieces. So it's not Tron. Well, it's it's running the Tron lands. It's not running the typical Tron planeswalkers. See, and, and I've got stuff. a really cool white Tron deck that I made. That one because that fuck good. Green Tron. I'm yeah, pl- Green Tron's gross. I'm playing. I'm playing Red Tron Burn. That's. Sounds like a loser deck. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> until you get hit in the face with twelve damage from a shock, and then I fog you. Yep. Or I play. Or I play Void Mirror. Because fuck you. Uh-huh. And then I play Shaharazad because I can play legal cards now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, have you been keeping up with any of the Modern Horizons two spoilers so far? Yes, I pre-ordered a few boxes. What so far of everything that you've seen, like what what is the card that you're enjoying enjoy the most that you you see and it's like oh my god I gotta have this card specifically oh, or like definitely the creature where you can cast a black lotus yeah Garth one eyed yeah Garth one eyed yeah Garth Brooks <laughs> <laughs> no uh, I I just find that really dope because I I've very few people have touched a black lotus and I have I don't own one sadly I'd love to but uh, my my sister's ex boyfriend. Um, he had an unlimited Black Lotus, and he let me touch it. Oh my it was God. one of those beautiful moments. Did you hear that they're not making a Black Lotus token for Garth? Yes. They're not taking. They're not making tokens for any of them. Yes. Yeah, for any of those things that yep. it can make a copy of. How- because, because they can't print where, that where card. My card comes in, and I can start making them now. Oh. Yeah. You know there's like going to be... Reprinted like Black Lotus, like in actual like petals on it. That would be so cool. I would be in on that. Let me text my designer real quick. <laughs> Live ideas happening. Good news is this doesn't come out for a couple of days, so you're you're gonna have such a far head start. Lit lit. But yeah, I was I was a little like ah. Oh, I guess it makes sense that they couldn't make the tokens of it, but at the same time, it's like oh, that's kind of sad. But it opens up the possibility for altered artists and stuff to be coming in and you know so, doing their renditions. So with that, I understand they can't use like the original print or make a token of it. Well, why couldn't they like make like, a uh, emblem version of it? Yeah, yeah, I think oh, they never really explained why very well. Be- because right. they're not they're not casting it for, or they are casting for the value, but it's the fact that it's like an emblem looking. So it's literally just the typical emblem from Planeswalker with, I guess, it doesn't even have to have an art, or if you can just say, hey, make a random art for this one card, or someone, hey, make a new Black Lotus. If nothing else, put a jeweled lotus heart on it. No one cares. Just put it on there and put the black lotus logo on it. It's not like you're selling the black lotus. Mm-hmm. It's just make an emblem so it's literally the typical gray background with text and then a little picture of it. Well, what I want to know is if it's going to affect the black lotus pricing. It, it won't. It won't because it, it's, so not, it's not a card that can be cast in your deck. I know, but just because of the hype, because of having something else that creates a Black Lotus, I feel like that could increase the prices a lot faster than they currently are. Right. You know, maybe some of those, like, really beat up Black Lotuses will start to get picked up off of eBay and stuff. Like, just... that, like a dog eats or something, you know? Yeah. And ju- just so that way they have that for now modern or legacy decks that run Garth. Yeah. And to that, to that end, 
I think a deck that would love to have this card in it is the bring to life decks of of modern fame at the moment. So so if anything, this is helping those who are selling it. Not the buyers, it's just those who are selling it. They can charge more. Yeah. But and again, you still technically well, a tech I suppose you could play it through Garth, but it's why are you gonna spend that much money and then flex for five seconds before you, you tap and sack it. You answered the question yourself there, Danny. You I do flex. that all the time. I flex with my expensive cards for five seconds. <laughs> I get it. See? See? We're magic players. Here's the thing. We're simple like that. I'm oh. not going to flex with my expensive card. Ever. It's never going to see play. Other than proxy in my commander deck. That's the only time it's ever going to see play. Is in proxy. You're the magic anomaly. I'm never gonna. <laughs> I'm literally gonna have my card on my shelf until I die. I mean, yeah. When I go actually play, like it'll be like in a binder or something. It won't be in the deck. Yeah. I'm not gonna like throw down my tabernacle and let somebody cut it or shuffle it for me. Oh my god! Hell right. No. I imagine you are definitely like. I know when someone on the other side of the table has an expensive card in front of me, and I can't remember the text of it fully. I'm always the person that like asks and like. Have either they like shift it for me so I can look at it, or I like very gingerly pick it up. I bet you've had a lot of experience where you get like nervous if someone like comes in there just like straight up fingernail. Finger, oh, no, point I smack their hand away. Bitch. Right. Yeah, Did no, you touch care. my shit? <laughs> yeah, that's my property. If you want it, if you want to see it, I'll let you see it. Just ask. Yeah, ha- right. having those high value cards would definitely like make me break a sweat if someone got that. Unless, that's, that's, unless that's... I know the person extremely well, yeah. like if it's one of you two, we're on the short list. I <laughs> usually ask before you know if I can read the card. Oh, and then we're on I'll, the short gi- list. I'll give, give them a fuck about. That's what it is. I'll give them the option of picking <laughs> it up and handing it to me. You know, bitch, please. Like, but like I know you motherfuckers. And I know you ain't gonna play your high dollar cards against me, so I don't have any high dollar cards. Exactly. Well, you you have one. You got one. You have a mox diamond. Yes, you do. that's a gym ten. Yes, I understand. But that's on a shelf. Just that I'll throwing ne- that out there every day. I'm just yeah. gonna casually yeah. drop it. It's a gem ten because it's one of Fucking. five. It's w- one. Just of throwing f- your dick on the hey, table. Here's over the here. thing. Here's the thing. It's <laughs> one of five in the whole world. See, here we go again. Just, just I can do that because I have one of five in the world. <laughs> This fucking guy. <laughs> Everyone else who have who has that card played it in their deck and have fucked it up. Which uh, which one is this? Uh, of how many? I'm gonna let you, I just listen <laughs> to five seconds back. You'll understand. I just want to understand how many of this is. is, is it's, there's there's only like a handful of them. Okay, and it's one of them. It's, and it's one of them. Yeah. Okay. One That's all five. that matters. <laughs> just. <laughs> flopping that thing around just windmilling I'm just, I'm over just, here i'm just waiting windmill. for i'm just waiting for windmill. it to hit like thirty thousand dollars so i can sell it shit i'll keep my fingers crossed for you right matthew I'll we got some it. rapid fire questions for you real quick let's do it pineapple on pizza yay or nay yay he's from california what do you expect <laughs> <laughs> what is the largest animal that you think you could take on in a fight you Yes, oh, I'm, I'm in on this. Yes, not what I was expecting. I got blindsided. I would have said platypus. What is a book or video game that you can play over and over again? Uh, I put Pokemon. Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. Okay, first Two. one. Two. Okay. Yeah, because there's so many different ways you can take that that game, but it's always going to end up in the same scenario. Yes, sadly. Okay, now real question: Ancestral Recall or Lightning Bolt? Lightning Bolt. Yes. 
have yes. to ask the real hard questions here to, to, to close this off. That is the question. Matthew, thank you so much for agreeing to join us for this mess of a podcast. Like we, we, Three we, schmucks we, with microphones. Yeah. Uh, this, this was a great time for us, and I hope it was for you. Matthew, please give us your socials and everything that you have to plug. Like, give My it. security number, it is 81. No, okay. See, I was just thinking the same thing when he said that, too. I was like, yeah, give me that social security number. For anybody, for anybody that's, like, trying to, like, okay, 81, no, that's not how it starts. So don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> They'll eventually get there. It's a lot of different combinations. Probably find someone else before Matthew. Probably. Well, he's guaranteed to find someone else before Matthew. <laughs> yeah, facts. But yes, where, where can we find you online? Like, pl- plug everything and anything that you want. I mean, Nerd Monthly, go go follow up Nerd Monthly on Facebook. We have an Instagram and a TikTok now as well. We we did the deed and we got TikTok. Oh my, went to the dark side. I did go to the dark side. Do we get to see a, uh, a dance? No, we don't need to see that. Are there no I'll TikTok dance? For you guys, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll get a strip stripper pole and put it up in my room. No, <laughs> yes. Hit us up when that comes up. We'll we'll do a live stream on this. Or <laughs> to Nerd Monthly OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Extra money. Get that money. Um, you guys can find me on LinkedIn. Just Matthew Robbins. I will be like the first person that comes up. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Nerd Monthly bitches. <laughs> TM. <laughs> well. <laughs> trademarked oh, my God. oh that was so good well this is Brittany bitch <laughs> oh, shit. and with that we close the podcast <laughs>